0: Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football, with your host, John Bauer,
1: I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent,
0: Dan LaMagna,
1: too much dysfunction
2: in Cleveland,
0: and Mitch Sorensen.
1: Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. We are back. Another episode of Dynasty Theory, three weeks in the books. Guys, I, I can't believe we're, we're approaching one month into the 2022 season already. I blink and and we're a month in. What do you think about that, Dan? We got FF coach Dan on Twitter. Dan LeMani, what's up, buddy?
0: And a fun month it has been so far. It's been a fun fantasy landscape. Um, My Cowboys, two in one, gentlemen. Like my early season false hopes are right where they're supposed to be at this time of year for a Cowboys fan. Um, I think I joined the Cooper Rush fan club yesterday. And, you know, the lamb drop, though, it did cost me like one dynasty league, I believe, where I lost by 0.32 points. But I'm going to forgive him. I I got the 88 under here tonight, and I'm ready to roll, man. Let's do it.
1: To give CD the benefit of the doubt for your dynasty league loss, Mm -hmm. if he would have caught that, who knows how the rest of the game plays out, you know? True, true. I
0: I I think it would have just stacked upon each other. I
1: think he was in for a huge night. Well, remember, I I mentioned the butterfly effect a few weeks ago. That's what would have happened here. You know, things change. Mitch is laughing at me at Dino MC on Twitter. What's up, Mitch? What's up, guys? Dan, have you looked up to see if Pristine Auction
2: has a Cooper Rush jersey available to buy? (laughs) Because I think after what's happened so far this year, he at least deserves a spot close to deck. Maybe not touching, but, you know, close.
0: Uh, Scary. You're stirring up the the quarterback controversy, Mitch. Don't do it. Don't do it. But he's he's definitely (laughs) earned, like, at least a football card in the collection at this point. Maybe not a jersey.
1: I like it. I can't hear about the Cowboys anymore. So without further ado, this week's episode of Dynasty Theory is brought to you by Manscaped. Not the Dallas Cowboys, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. 20% off free worldwide shipping with the code THEORY20 at manscaped.com. Lawnmower 4.0. Weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. There you go, Dan. You always yell at me. I don't mention it. Take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with code theory 20. Again, that's 20% off free shipping theory 20. And it helps us out. I say it every week. Mitch, you say it every week. Mm -hmm. It helps us out. We appreciate it. All right. Now, I I don't even, I'm trying to think of a good segue here, but I'm just, I'm frazzled. (laughs) I am so irate. I'm not kidding. I came into tonight's show thinking I might blow a gasket at some point tonight. And you're probably thinking, how's that different than usual? Yeah, that's normal. Tonight, so we're, we're sticking with our theme here week after week. The week three takeaways and opportunities. But tonight is going to be a very quarterback-centric show. And in Superflex, two quarterback leagues, It is pivotal, and we've seen this very early this season. It is pivotal that we have those top-tier quarterbacks. Now, I I, I threw out a few questions for you guys, a few prompts, but I want to throw some things out here. I want to throw some numbers out, and I want to know if this surprises you at all, okay? In 2020, quarterback 18, so a mid-quarterback 2 on a per-game basis – was it 17.78 points per game. 17.78. That's pretty respectable. And this is just from Fantasy Pros their typical I don't I can't remember if it's plus 6 minus 2 whatever it is. This year quarterback 18 is at 14.97. We always say the position is so deep. That's 3 points less. And it's early, it's early. And we're going to talk about maybe some of the reasons why that's happened so far. In 2021, quarterback 30 was at 13.82 points per game. So this is last year, 13.82. This year, 11.49. So almost a two and a half point difference there. And that is uh, bi-week super flex options. That's guys that you're throwing in because of injury. Maybe you completely faded the quarterback position and you're like, I can, I can throw a Davis Mills in there. Oh, maybe you can't. This year, guys, quarterback three has twice as many points as quarterback 20. Twice as many. Last year, quarterback three had twice as many points as quarterback 38. Think about that. Hey, I, I got two top 20 quarterbacks. I'm doing okay. You're going to be a huge disadvantage up to this point in the season. And hopefully through tonight's episode, we can talk about ways to possibly correct it. And if there is, is there even a way to do that? Um, And and with that quarterback 38, it would actually be lower, but I removed any quarterbacks with less than five games played. So it was in the forties league average touchdown rate two years ago. It was 4.8% last year, 4.5%. This year, to start, 4.2%. That that looks like a trend to me, guys. That looks like a trend to me. So, Dan, I want to start with you. How are you viewing the quarterback landscape? How are you navigating through the position? We know we tried to put ourselves in that situation to succeed as the offseason progressed. How do you feel right now?
0: I, I love that you brought our show notes and our our show tonight to a quarterback centric episode. And I want to be able to dive into this with you and Mitch and everybody in our chat and see if we could end the show tonight when we get there with maybe some good direction for all of us. Cause I've been really thinking a lot about the quarterbacks and spending more time on it. And then, then JB, you blasted out the notes. And right now here, here's what I'm thinking. I am targeting the top 13 to 14 and 14 would be Deshaun Watson because uh, like I have mixed feelings of on and off the field and you know he's missed a lot of time it's gonna be a while before we have him but if we're just talking straight fantasy football based on talent he enters what I would say a top 14 group of uh, quarterbacks and I want to try to get out of the last like 15 to 32 business for now. And I'm kind of establishing what I consider a Jacoby Brissett rule. So if we look at Jacoby Brissett and I mentioned this and now he's, Jacoby's definitely in the bottom 15 to 32. So I, I, I don't want Jacoby Brissett, but in a previous episode of dynasty theory, I talked about legendary coach, Bill Parcells who's one of my favorite liking and being a mentor for Brissett and says, I think I can win football games in the national football league with Brissett. And we're watching him in Cleveland this year And he's looking better than most of the guys in my rankings. And I think if I go to the scoring right now, he is 16th out of uh, 32 over three weeks. And that, you know, know he was at the bottom of all of our rankings. So if I don't feel a guy is playing or as good as Jacoby Brissett right now, I kind of want out unless I have some inclination. I think, okay, I know it's only three weeks. I'm not reading too deep into three weeks. But I need to start deciphering after my top 13, 14 players, who's going to kind of work out? Because that's more than half of the National Football League that is either in limbo in their quarterback room or is really evaluating it. And it's, I think, going to take us down a path when we get to our offseason where we're evaluating quarterbacks. Only so many teams are going to be able to fix their quarterback situation. So there's some guys here that we got to figure out are going to pan out and going to stick. So that, that's where I'm at right now. And, and I could get into at some point now or later who my top 13 are. Um, it, Maybe it's a difference for for you guys or someone else, but that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, let's hold off on that because I, I do want to venture down that road. Mitch, what are your thoughts here? Because you and I have had some conversations uh, via DM in the group chats. I think you're going to be a little stingier than Dan with that 13 to 14.
2: Well, I'm not sure if there's 13 good quarterbacks in the NFL right now. That's what I'm worried about. But I mean, I've talked about this previously. My startup strategy for the last two years has been straight up in the first, get two good quarterbacks. That's just how I've done it for the last few years. So a lot of my teams have Lamar and Dak or Dak and Burrow or, you know, just some mixture of those two. And so, like, I'm feeling great about seeing how the quarterback position is slowly going because right now, what really is the fantasy difference between Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers weekly? I think that's the thing, but there is still that value difference that correction, correction. There is a weekly difference and it's in favor of Jared Goff right now, (laughs) (laughs) right now, but it could change any week. And that's the thing. Any quarterback you want to mention in that range, that's the thing. And so for me, I want those elite quarterbacks. I think everybody's going to say that now, but this is something that should have been happening months, and years ago. I mean, this was something that we kind of saw there was a whole bunch of average quarterbacks in the NFL. Coaching brought certain ones up, like when Jared Goff was with McVay. Jared Goff was amazing. And now Jared Goff is just kind of blah, but he's kind of with the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And so getting those elite guys, they give you such a high floor. And the best part is, one gets injured. You could trade him for almost his exact same value after he is injured and get another good one. And so, in my opinion, I just think you have to attack those elite guys and it's going to cost a lot to get them. But name a safer asset in Dynasty than Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, sure, they might go from quarterback one to quarterback three, maybe quarterback four. The value is going to stay the same.
1: Yeah, I really, we talked about insulated value and we brought it up with Kyle Pitts on <laughs> the pivot point, I believe, which is our weekly discussion on market inefficiencies only on the dynasty theory patreon we throw out about one month episode a month that is uh, out there for the public if you enjoy that type of content if you want additional bonus content come check it out but yeah it, it, mahomes alan herbert they're in that pits conversation but even even elevated if they were to miss let's just say and not, knock on all the wood in this room let's say they were to miss the entire season their value isn't really changing. It really isn't. And you know, it's always interesting when you have those higher end quarterbacks and it was like Dak, what was it? Two years ago. Now, was it two years ago, two years ago. And it kind of opens up things in your leagues because one, you have teams trying to fill those gaps, but also like you have Mac Jones with the high ankle sprain. Let's say Mac Jones misses the entire season. Is he changing your league's landscape at all? No, if somebody is relying on Mac Jones in their starting lineup, they're not competing most likely, or they're competing in spite of Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you're not going to see the, the big drastic shifts in your league where a team might be three and one, four and one, and all of a sudden, a Mahomes and now Herbert Jackson hurts, they go down. And now that, that league is completely flipped upside down. So for me, I've tried, I'm doing everything in my power. Okay. Doing everything in my power to try to get up into those top five. It's the top five for me. And I, Dan, I, you know, you want to say 13. I actually, I have tier one, two, three, and four. That's my top 13 with those four tiers and then a gap and then tier five and then, a bigger gap in tier six, but it quickly deteriorates. So if you're in a 12 team, super flex league, you're in a startup uh, whenever the off season hits here, or you were in one this last off season, 12 to 13 quarterbacks were most likely gone in the first two rounds of a 12 team league. Right. And we're just going to see like, you know, I see a comment in the chat from Greg Brady done after this year, Rogers and Ryan wanted two more Stafford, three more of this. That's, that's Greg's thoughts, but that paired with what Dan and Mitch mentioned with quarterback, just not being as deep. We're still going to see guys like goth and heck, maybe Baker Garoppolo, Tannehill linger and they're going to to linger. But I, I think the big advantage, and this is no earth shattering, groundbreaking thought. The huge advantage is the top five. And you have to pr- pay a pretty penny. So as we're going through these conversations tonight, I'm going to pull up some trades that have actually been completed. But I I, I don't know that the the opportunity if you lock up one of those top five and it's Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Jackson, Hertz. Just to reiterate, you, sure there's risk, especially with Hertz, but that team has shown us what they want to do. They've built around him. He has been fantastic through three weeks. And we even talked about his touchdown percentage after two weeks, it was like one and a half percent. And then finally it picked up a little bit here in week three, which we expected and we talked about, but I I just, if I, even if I have a Watson, a Dak, a Burrow, a Kyler, certainly Stafford, Russ, Lawrence, Tua, I, I, I'm adding to them to get up into those other five, certainly adding, but at, at, you know, it comes to a point in time where you have to make the decision. Are you okay getting maybe 15 to 20 points? And I mean, look at Stafford and Russ. I thought I I'm looking at these teams that I have the two of them and I'm like, Oh, my quarterback room. I love it. I love these guys. And then I got Kirk cousins too. Holy cow. Like those are my three guys, the three amigos. And then I'm getting crapped on whenever Josh Allen goes out and drops a 40 bomb or Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. So you got to make the decision. Do you want the positional advantage? Then you have to overpay. And I was criticized in one league chat. I paid a pretty penny for Jalen Hurts. And I think it's paid off up to this point. So I'm not too upset with it. But I mean, Dan, I I, want to turn it over to Dan, but he's getting a little glitchy over there. So hopefully he stays with us. I'm good. I should be good. I should be good. All right. All right. But uh, like, are, are you, are, what are you doing? I know we talked about the, the 13 to 14 range, but if you have those guys, maybe you could run through it now, your top 13 or 14, but if you have that 10 through 14, are you content there or are you pushing Are you fighting to get up into those top five? And if so, what are some opportunities for our listeners?
0: Yeah. I think it's really hard to get into the top five top four but you know to mitch's point i like that approach i i I think he you know you go down swinging if if there's an opportunity to based on you know what assets you have to be able to give and maybe you have a team that is in a position but it's going to be hard so i don't want to send any grandiose false hopes but if you could do it and you could package something nice and get it you go after it so like you john like i say top 13 14 but there are tiers to that top 13 14 you know, so we talked about Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, Justin Herbert. To me, they're in a class of their own. I, I kind of have Burrow on the cusp of that a little bit. I've just been high on Burrow, even though I have some Cincinnati concerns with their O-line and some things. Jalen Hurts has entered into a conversation there at least. And then I, I think it starts to get, go down a bit, but I, I would be confident on any roster. So if I can't get those big guys, and Hurts is a guy I tried to acquire prior to the last – couple weeks. Now I know it's even harder. So then, then I think you get into the Dax and the Kyler's I think Brady and Rogers. I never really wanted in dynasty anyway, but I think just from a pure win now this year perspective, I think we're only in three weeks. I think their performance is going to auto correct itself when Brady gets his receivers back, when Rogers young receivers continue to evolve and, and they get their right and left tackle back and healthy. I think they will be better. So I think they're at least in a in a conversation of I have them ranked in my top 13, 14, not necessarily wanting those older guys, especially Brady, because I think he is going to retire after this year. Rogers, you might get a couple more. Stafford, I think, will autocorrect performance-wise. So I still have them in my top 14. And I think at the end of it in, in rising, Tua and rising to in Lawrence. I just think young talent that are solidifying their roles with their ball clubs. And they're going to give you good production for a few years. Um, I, I think they're, they're solid. They've got upside They're talent. They've got weapons around them. I think the Jags should only get better. Um, so they're guys I like, and then it's Watson. But then after that, that's, that's when the drop starts. Anybody I did not mention is in another, like just class right now that I have some level of concern over some of these quarterbacks, like the cousins, the cars, I think you're really watching their teams. What about closely.
1: the aunts and uncles?
0: You know, <laughs> the aunts, the uncles. Sure, you know, I, I want to know that the family is healthy and, and the, the organization is going to be good. And like, 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 I think the Raiders are going to be okay. I think Carl kind of be okay and Cousins, but it could flip so switch. We. we so quick you, when teams, someone gets hurt or something happens. Um, so I'm watching a little bit closely and then there's a lot of other guys like how can't you have questions about Russ Wilson, um, Jared Goff, you know, is it for real? Like we talked a week ago, you know, we're, we're a little more up on Goff than we were some guys in the, in that lower class. But again, there's a lot of guys at risk and there's a lot of guys dropping even further down, you know, the, the fields, the Garoppolo's, the Mayfield's, the, the Davis mills, the Wentz, he showed his true colors last week. You know, Mariota, how stable is that? But this is a lot of quarterbacks we're naming. Again, not all these teams are going to be able to replace quarterbacks next year. So we're watching closely how this plays out. And and I think one or two guys will probably rise to this group
1: because we know how quick things change. Mitch, I want to throw a few trades that have actually been completed. And I I want your thoughts overall. Some of these I I think are snap accepts, but I I want your thoughts here. Okay. 12-team super flex. Josh Allen or Dak Prescott, Brees Hall and DJ Moore. That's a good trade. I'll take Dak on that one. See, that's that is a good, is a good that, that is a good trade, but we talk about the positional advantage. You're still getting Dak though. Dak
2: is still safe as a fantasy asset.
1: Yeah. He's, need... he's, he's safe though.
2: Why not go with the safety and the upside of Josh Allen? Because you get Brees Hall. Who's that's pretty good. I mean, you get like the 22 one Oh one on top of Dak. To get up to Herbert, it, right? An an important
0: piece there Alan, is Alan, yeah. Dax in that group of thirteen quarterbacks, I would feel good about going into next year. Anybody outside that list, now you're taking on a lot of risk. Brees Hall is going to be a stud at some point. DJ Moore, if he ever gets a quarterback, is going to be a you know a, a, another level. So I think if that person's playing for next year, that's a good deal.
1: I think it's a really Both good trade. I think it's a fair trade overall. But that's the type of value we're talking about that you got to kick over to, to get out Allen. now because, like, we're talking about Dak and he's in that tier three for me, that six to nine range. If you replace him, Mitch, with Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, or Tua, do you go Josh Allen? Yeah, I'd much rather have Josh Allen. Yeah. See that, and that's what's going to be so tricky. So if you, if you're in that top nine, now here's a good one for you, Mitch: Kyler Murray. Because so I know you're you're out on him. Would okay. you do Kyler, Brees, and DJ Moore or Josh Allen? Josh Allen.
2: I want nothing to do. I can't trade Kyler Murray off my teams. I have tried.
1: Like, I'll send out offers, and I won't even get a counter on him. You know what's challenging, though, right now? We're only three weeks in. People are still feeling out their teams. And especially if you're in a league where everybody's two and one or one and two. And even if they're oh and three, but you see their points scored is pretty solid. Their potential points is pretty solid. It's really tough to, to look and not necessarily in that type of trade, because I think that's, they're all strong assets, but it's so difficult. And I'm finding a lot of running into a lot of trouble trying to find teams that, are already looking to sell out for picks. Yeah. Of course, there's gonna be some people, but I have a lot of first, 23 first stockpiled at this point. And I'm looking at teams and I'm like, okay, like let, let's maybe make a push here. I'm not moving the picks just to move them, but I offered uh I believe it was a I'm hoping a late 23 first, a second, and a third for Hollywood Brown. It was rejected.
2: Why yeah, don't you see, offer but,
1: that you hate Hollywood. <laughs> You hate Hall, but, or maybe the second wasn't included, but still like two weeks ago, that 23 first is gone. No matter who has a Hollywood Brown. And it's just so funny how quickly things change, but we want to send the quarterbacks here. Hollywood's Uh, better
0: than Allen Robinson. Again, JB,
1: it's kind of, yeah, that's
0: true. (laughs) uh, Not to bring back old wounds, but, but yeah, I just want to add on Kyler though. He is ranked where's he here? 11th overall this year in, in, in scoring. And he doesn't even have nuke or Rondell Moore yet. He's got so much security in Arizona. He probably
1: could have stopped after Hopkins there.
0: What, what what's the difference with Kyler? Yeah, but I mean there's there's hope there looking at what Greg Dorch is doing. I, I just think you know, Kyler's in that class. Like, how much of a difference is there between Kyler and Dak? It really depends what happened what's going on in Arizona or Dallas. Either one could fluctuate.
1: All right, Mitch. Yep. Josh Allen or Jerry Judy, Trevor Lawrence a 23 first and a 23 second. Ooh, Lawrence is tough. Now Lawrence is like kind of
2: the guy, right? He's the one that everyone wants to buy in. You actually have a question coming up in mine is Lawrence is going to be the answer to it, but
1: I think it's still Josh Allen. May, or Dan, Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, Leonard Fournette, Dallas Goddard, no premium. And a 24 first. What? Josh Allen, I'm not even considering
0: yeah. that. Too much 100%. old
1: aging assets. There's a whole 100%. bunch of old players. Give me Josh Wait, Allen. Wait, now, so this is funny. We we know like, like trades are happening left and right, and, and there's data being pulled. I'm using the DLF Trade Finder. And coincidentally, we're a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. I failed to mention it earlier in the episode. Still getting used to it, but I look at the bottom of the the. Overlay here, I see the DLF logo, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta mention that." And I'm also using the uh, the sleeper search here. But it's funny, over the last two oh, two and a half weeks, almost three weeks here, there's only three registered Josh Allen trades. That is pretty crazy to think. All the leagues, there are three mm-hmm. trades that that are registered there, and it's because you see the value. Like, that that Judy Lawrence first, second, that's really solid value if you're not competing. The Rodgers one, better luck next time on the trade here. Let me make sure that wasn't me that made that trade. (laughs) Jeez. Here, Mitch. Josh Allen or Dak Prescott, Traylon Burks, 23 second and a 24 first. Allen. Smash. Yep. Allen all the way. All right. And then the two other trades here, um... Uh, a few weeks ago, it, it was just Allen for Herbert straight up, whatever. Right. The other one involved Allen and Lamar Jackson, whatever. Cause we're still like, but what we're seeing here besides that Rogers, that random trade, every trade is involved. Another top nine quarterback, a top five quarterback, a top three quarterback. Uh, ben is just trolling in the chat. We, mm-hmm. so uh, I took over an orphan in, in, uh, our friend and a patron tim in his league and i've been trying to wheel and deal and there's just been a lot of trades going on but man trolling in the chat and trolling in the chat um but yeah so i i, I think that sets the expectation right okay. and uh, uh dan you talked about not wanting to give like false hope like oh go try this go do that so i i think those trades paint a, a good picture there mm-hmm. Now let me throw some Justin Herbert trades at you, if that's okay. Is that okay? That's great. Sure. Is that okay? Okay. Well, on DLF, this one's from three weeks ago. Let me see if I can find something a little more recent. And,
0: and, and someone like Herbert, like he's in that unicorn class of like elite talent. He, I have him number four, but he's a little dinged up. Chargers are struggling a little bit. So those those examples you gave to get Josh Allen, maybe you take a shot at to get a Herbert. Agreed. And have a little better chance of, of getting a deal.
1: Yep. And and the number of trades would indicate there is more of an opportunity. So this is just five days ago, Mitch. Five days ago. Ready? hmm Justin Fields, Jahan Dotson, and a 23 first for Justin Herbert. Wow.
2: I wish I could trade Justin Fields, Shares. <laughs> I mean,
1: I what do you even do with Justin Fields now? I mean, we, we added, a, we tried to add a first for Trevor Lawrence in that deal. Yeah, and we were uh, added J. Rob, and then we kicked in a second as well. But yeah, it's, it's uh, so but so Herbert, other side, Hertz is involved, Burrow's involved. I'm just running through here. Burrow's involved. Burrow's involved. Okay, Dan, Herbert or Cousins and DeAndre Swift start eleven. Start eleven. Hmm. Superflex.
0: I would stay with Herbert, but I wouldn't be insulted by that offer. It's at least a conversation starter, but I don't want cousins. He He's outside of that class on the higher end of the class. He, you know, he still has Justin Jefferson and a good I team, did. but no, thanks. Yeah. I know Jefferson's been struggling. So you wonder.
1: All right. But I, I think, I, I think that gets the point across, right? Mm-hmm. We it. could go through I'm sure s- trades are going to be similar for Lamar Jackson, Jalen hurts and Patrick Mahomes. So uh, Mitch, Yep. Who's who's a target of yours that you are looking to acquire over the next two weeks? I mean, I could say one of the top five
2: guys. Like, I want to say Hurts. I want to say I'm not no, going no, to get, because they're the obvious guys. Get them out. I still don't believe Trevor Lawrence is ever going to be a top five dynasty quarterback. I just don't think that he has like the rushing skill set you need to get in there or the huge upside that we see from other guys, right? But. Trevor Lawrence is still the guy, right? He's the guy that I still want to go get after. because Doug. Pe- it's amazing what coaching can do in the NFL. Just Doug Peterson immediately goes in pretty much the same talent. You had Christian Kirk and it kind of shows how Christian Kirk was misused when he was with the Cardinals. Right. I mean, it's just horrible coaches matter just as much as good coaches do in the NFL. So you get Doug Peterson come in. Now, all of a sudden you could pretty much count on 250 yards two touchdowns from trevor lawrence whether he's at home whether he's on the road that's really really good in today's nfl just being able to count on that they don't have a huge rushing game and so he's young enough to whoa. Wear, whoa, 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 whoa. james robinson says hey, otherwise i'm bringing him up later Uh-oh. you just calm down he can't even
0: look decent this weekend
2: i know right and it's It's hard because after you get past the top seven or eight guys that, of course, everybody wants, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to actually be 80, 90% of people's quarterback they're going to want to get next on that list. All right, Dan,
1: do you agree overall? Because I saw the flag come out whenever Mitch said he thought the top five upside was limited. So I think you probably agree with the end take there, right?
0: Yeah, he he redeemed himself, Mitch. I was getting a little, a little hot and bothered here when, when he started <laughs> dogging on Lawrence a little bit because I think he is the answer to the question. And when I look at after the top four unicorns, I mentioned Burrow would be like kind of the next guy and Jalen Hurts, I think, centered that conversation. And then to me, it drops off. Then it's like, okay, there's a bunch of other real good. Like I love Dak, love Kyler, but man, there's a lot of red flags. Like I don't want them. I'm not really necessarily going to acquire them. I think Trevor Lawrence has the most talent to be the next guy to leap in that conversation with Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, especially Burrow. Um, again, Hurts has that rushing upside. We just need a, a larger sample of work, I think, to make us feel really good. Um, but I, I think he's right there. I think he's the next Joe Burrow. And Mitch is right. What a difference a year makes with good coaching. Um, you just see what coaching to, could do for a quarterback. And then you put the talent around them and, and, and the management, like you get everything together. It's trending up for Trevor Lawrence.
1: Listen, I saw in the chat earlier. I saw some negativity in the Discord yesterday, and then Dan just made the comment that Jalen Hurts is kind of on that cusp. He's get, he's there, baby. He he is already he is in that second tier for me. He he is right there in that four to five range, and I, I it is okay. And we talked about this in the Discord. People are stubborn. I, I know nothing about that because I've never been stubborn a day in my life. Uh, Mitch is like, I call BS. Uh, but seriously, I, I have tweets from last off season. If I were a lesser man, a lesser person, I should have deleted those tweets a long time ago because I it was the situation in Philadelphia, the picks, the concern with Jalen Hurts' longevity. I'm all in at this point, and it's okay to adjust. I wish I would have adjusted a heck of a lot sooner, and at, at cost. That was certainly probably my my biggest miss last off season. So talking going into 2021, but I I'm saying Jalen Hurts has arrived. He he, like I don't know what else you want from him. I I know we can sit here and say, well, you know, let's see what he does in the playoffs. We see it across the NFL. The quarterback position as a whole is rubbish. It is garbage. So yeah, you have a few guys coming in with the 23 class, but and Mitch you you hit the nail on the head. If Jalen Hurts isn't starting in Philadelphia for some reason, there are going to be teams paying out the wazoo to acquire him. Yep. Like it's, it's, it's how going much would to the
2: Panthers pay today
1: to have mm-hmm. Hurts be his quarterback, you know. But that, so Jalen Hurts, maybe, I mean, that's a tough one because if you have Jalen Hurts on your roster, you value him as such, you value him as a top five quarterback. So I I would like to say, hey you know, KTC, DTC, DLF averaged out, they have him at quarterback seven. So maybe that opportunity is there, but for the most part, if he's on your roster, you're not going to value him as quarterback seven. So I just want to say that not to, not to get away from Trevor Lawrence, because I do have specific trades. I want to throw at you guys to see where you stand, but everything they've done for Jalen Hurts, bring in AJ Brown, uh, you, you know, and just his development and the way that team looks I, he's in a great spot. So back to Trevor Lawrence. Hold on. Hold on.
0: I just want to add something to your, your hurts commentary there too. And I agree with you. He has arrived from fantasy. He's there. He's a guy we've talked about of arriving in past weeks. I'm toggling between like four and six right now in, in, in my rankings with Hertz. And uh, I just want to kind of just say, we still are only three weeks in as far as, Hey, teams are going to make adjustments. The Eagles are going to play better defenses. I'm not saying he's going to dive or anything like that, but, I'm just temper tempering expectations a little bit of
1: how high in those rankings. He, he definitely goes. Don't temper go all in. Don't temper. I'm not going to double down. I'm not going to be one of those people. Well, let's see how it plays out. I was wrong. And I don't say that on the show too often. Cause I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I was wrong. but I'm never wrong. Holy cow. Oh man. I'm in a mood tonight, guys. I'm in a mood. All right, Mitch, 12 team. Super flex 10 starters, Trevor Lawrence and AJ Dillon in a 23 second, or Dalvin Cook and Aaron Rodgers.
2: Okay, I'll repeat that. There was a lot in there.
1: Trevor Lawrence, AJ Dillon in a 23 second, or right. Dalvin Cook and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, give me the first side. I will take Trevor yeah. Lawrence there as well. I agree. Is that a clean sweep, Whew. Mitch? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence or Amon Ross St. Brown straight up? I'll
2: take Trevor Lawrence there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Trevor Lawrence or Kenny Pickett, a 23 first and a 24 first. Lawrence here. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence or Nick Chubb? Trevor Lawrence. Agree. Okay. And again, I'm trying to avoid the, the situations where there there's, oh, here we go. Trevor Lawrence or Derek Carr and Cortland Sutton?
2: Lawrence, yeah, agree with Dan?
1: I—that's the only one I would—I would go Car and I knew you would, man. I, you, look, you can't I, quit Car. I listen. He's I love your Ryan
2: Tannehill now. I,
1: hey, Ryan still holds a place in my
2: heart. I know he does. That's Ryan, what worries Ryan's me. But that's much the as, only.
0: Go ahead. Much as Car is and the Raiders have struggled, he's still twelfth overall.
1: That's interesting. So, based on these trades, and these are all trades that have been completed. In the last two days, since 9-25, since the window is still open, folks. So Trevor Lawrence, still able to go out and acquire him. And again, he's not in that upper echelon, but still a player on the rise that people wrote off last year. If you remember, at certain points during the season, oh, Trevor Lawrence, he's not even talk about quarterback one in the rookie class. He's not even my quarterback for this point. (laughs) Like the takes were like you talk about not deleting tweets. I'd like to go back and dig up a few tweets um, from some folks. That would be interesting. That'd be an interesting conversation. But Trevor Lawrence for Mitch. Dan, was Trevor Lawrence your guy too? Oh, yeah. All right. So Mitch back over. Actually, Dan, let's start with you. Which quarterback do you actually have rostered? I was very careful with my wording there. Which quarterback do you actually have rostered that you're actively going to be looking to move over the two weeks, over the next two weeks? This is a challenging
0: one. Uh, I think going before this week, the answer would have been Danny Dimes. I'm slowing down a little bit there. Not that I'm you know high on Dimes by any any reason, but... I can get into that later, but I'm more trying to, you know, still move Mariota who is in that list. I think he could help a fancy team and he's in there in the scoring mix Baker for the love of God. I don't think I could move him, but I would love to. Um, but you know, anyone in that 18, 19 quarterbacks, but I think it's, is you know,
1: there anybody on your list that has any value? No,
0: nah, yeah. it's, it's a big, good luck with the market, John. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it isn't easy to maneuver unless there's injuries in a league or roster depth, that quarterback to, to make a move. So but Mariota might be the most, you know, spiciest. And that's not even exciting.
1: And it's so tough for that, that group. And I'm going to, I'm going to do you one better. I'll include Jameis Winston and Mac Jones in that group that you just couldn't move. Uh, I mean, we're at the point now, Justin Fields is in that group. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is almost in that group. Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Davis Mills, Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch. Don't say, it. I know you're thinking JB. That sounds like your quarterback rooms right there. A little bit. But then you, Mariota, Gino, Trubisky, these are all guys that you need to find a contender that is now missing a piece to move. But again, Dak Prescott's been out a few weeks. He's going to be coming back. If you had Deshaun Watson, who's obviously missing several weeks over here in Cleveland, you knew that going into the season. I... I Maybe the opportunities there, if somebody has a Stafford or Russ, I'm not saying they move them in any type of trade for the guys you mentioned, but maybe that's an opportunity. Uh, they're looking to get a Jacoby Brissett as some type of just fill in. Uh, I, I see a comment, Geno Smith as well. Yeah. If you can dump these guys, great. But Dan, you made a really good point. We need, and I don't, I don't want to say we need injuries, but you know what I mean. We need something to change across the landscape that really uh, makes things shaky there for those top contenders. And again, if Mitch, you always say this, but if you're trying to add one of those lower tier quarterbacks to make you a contender, you're probably not a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a Dan, little bit I- of a,
0: a game of checkers there, JB. We need someone to, you know, You know, again, not wanting to get injured, but when something does happen to open up the board so I could jump your king and and try to be able to move a quarterback at that point. I I think what I'm really trying to sort through, because we're not going to have all the answers here tonight, but I'm, I'm looking at like after that, those 14, I'm trying to sort through who is going to maybe stick next year because they can't move a quarterback. So when we talk about, you know, Jameis Winston, I'm curious hey, if he gets through this back and ankle injury and they get the running game going maybe, and you know, do the Saints pull off a decent season and, hey, they're going to stick with Winston for a little while. Does the New York Giants, who are really well coached, although they're going to have a, a tough year, win enough games to say, hey, if we get Danny Jones some receivers in some line, maybe we stick with them for a little while. Um, You know, maybe Detroit continues to trend up and it says, hey, we're, we're going to keep going with Jared Goff. So th- there's some quarterbacks that we might take off our list to say, hey, we're going to get a couple years out of them. But then we might end up saying, hey, if Mac Jones doesn't improve something and get healthy at some point, are we at what point is are we broken with Justin Fields? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to go backwards on a very talented Niners team and then You know, which jobs are going to open up? And that's going to help move our pieces. Could Kenny Pickett ever be better than Mitchell Trubisky? Like, what's taking so long in Pittsburgh? They're the questions I'm looking to answer in the next three-plus
1: weeks. But I feel in the conversation, the conversation has shifted. The conversation has shifted where we're looking for those stable assets. Like, oh, uh, Jared Goff could start for two or three more years. Two I want those higher-end assets that have the high ceilings that are going. they're not going to necessarily go out and give you that dud week. We had a comment in the Discord. It was related to running backs, but the the comment said something along the lines of, is anybody else just playing the wrong running backs on a weekly basis? And another person commented, I think everybody does, especially with running backs. But it comes into play with these these lower-tier quarterbacks. Uh, I, I know somebody, they have Derek Carr and Carson Wentz on their super flex team and they're throwing them into their super flex spot three weeks in, they said they've started the wrong person every single week. And that is, it's not just the stability of, okay, we know these guys are going to start for two or three more years. And that's actually something that was important to me for these lower tier quarterbacks. But now we're going above and beyond and we want to make sure they're not just a stable asset. They don't have the job security. They also have that floor, not just the the premier ceiling, but they have a floor that is going to keep you afloat. I, I'd be shocked right now if Allen, Lamar, Hurts, you know, uh, Herbert's playing <laughs> broken body and still puts up a decent game. So excluding that, in Mahomes as well, you know, talking about these guys, I'd be shocked if any of them go out there and lay a, a dud or heck we've seen negative games already in plus six minus four scoring. So that that's part of the thing too, but that could be a conversation for another day. Mitch over to you quarterback that you have rostered that you want off your rosters over the next two weeks.
2: I mean, I want to say Daniel Jones. He doesn't have value though. And that's the thing. Everything you guys just said fits the bill for all of these quarterbacks to where we would love to move them, right? We want to get second round early second round value for them. You can't, I mean, what can I get for Daniel Jones in 98%
1: of my leagues? Could you try? Now, this would take a very, and I don't want to derail your point, but I just got me thinking, and it could be related to Daniel Jones or a lot of different quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So it would take a very specific situation. But if I had what I believe to be a later second, whether it's mine or somebody else's, and I package that with Daniel Jones to a team that they have a second that looks to be super early, that might be the opportunity. Could that backfire? Absolutely. You could end up moving Daniel Jones in a better pick for a worse pick. So I I think you have to take a calculated, uh, you know, make a calculated decision there, and it takes a very particular situation. But I think that could be something that people could look at. Dan?
0: Something to think about, if we were going to throw out a name, we're looking to move on a roster that might have actual value, all right, to actual conversation starter here, and, and this is against everything, I've I've wanted to acquire, 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 be on his believer train, but I always keep an open mind, I listen to different analysts. Is it Tua? It's Tua. I knew it was Tua. You're good. You're good. If, if there's someone whose stock is high right now, and I hear, you know, hey, what happens when he starts playing later in the season in the cold weather where he struggled a bit last year, and he's not going against a Ravens secondary that's just, it was depleted. Like, I mean, they had nobody there a couple of weeks ago. It's kind of been the perfect storm for him. I still like the kid. I'm not saying I, I'm I'm by any means off him, but he's on like the outer tier of my top, you know, top 13. Um Again, something's got to give in there, too. So he's a guy that if you could get good value for right now, you may not regret moving.
1: I've tried. I haven't had much luck. I haven't had much luck. Uh, So, Mitch, uh, Daniel Jones, anybody else? No,
2: it was just him. But, (laughs) I mean, you named named all the quarterbacks. I mean, you both did. So I think everyone kind of just knows the situation we're in with those kind of guys right now.
1: We have a question here. Let's mix it up here. No quarterbacks in this discussion. Okay. Uh, rem dog always appreciate him in the chat in our discord. Um, but I feel like I've looked at this for days now. Move DK Metcalf for Joe Mixon as a contender in a 12 team start 10. What needs to be added? Do you guys like the little voice I gave there? The little reading? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, what you
2: can get added.
1: I don't. I think it's. It, I think it's very fair as a stream. I up mean, swap. a third.
2: I mean, if you want to like really go for it, get a third out of it, but that's about it. So pretty.
1: Go for that two-three swap that we always talk right. about.
0: That you know that that's a great even deal, and it really depends on roster construction and how you want to build your team. I normally prefer the young elite receiver that's going to be around longer, but the value of the position at running back and getting a mix and could super help you win your league. So how do you want to build your roster is what I would ask.
1: All right, Mitch, outside of the quarterbacks mentioned above, and I I think we mentioned 47 quarterbacks. Every quarterback to ever play in the NFL. <laughs> Mitch is going to have to mention a retired quarterback. It doesn't have to necessarily be a quarterback, and I probably could have worded it a little better. But what performance in week three was the most impactful on a player's value? Uh, what is that impact? What was the previous value versus what it, maybe it is now? No, so
2: I don't it's not even the values that I care about. It's James Robinson. James Robinson's coming back from that Achilles injury. I mean, his stats are good. He has like a little bit over 200 yards. He has three touchdowns, but what I cared about he was pulling away from players on that long touchdown run against the Chargers. That. And so now we don't have a good sample size with Achilles injuries and good running backs, right? We just we haven't had that But now he's come back and he looks amazing. Now I don't need to specifically, oh, guy has an Achilles, I'm completely out. Don't have to do that anymore. We've already seen good wide receivers come back from that injury. So for me, if a running back is good and I like his situation, I'm not going to kill him just based off the Achilles, like what could have happened two or three years ago. I'm still all about it. I mean, I don't think James Robinson's value has changed since last year, you know?
1: I got a trade offer in a 14 team super flex league, and we were going back and forth before week three. And then he went out, had a very strong week three I'm rebuilding. We just did a startup this off season. I went with the rather you know, somewhat productive struggle in that league. And even though I did take James Robinson, just because of the value where he slipped anyway, uh, the offer was a 23 second. That is going to be later in a 14 team league. I rejected it like that just because of, you know, yes, I'm not contending. It doesn't mean that I'm just going to ship him off. But I will say, throw up a little caution sign there. Maybe James Robinson is just the exception. Certainly, maybe not the role there. Uh, I haven't really thrown a lot of my guys in here, but for a situation before I turned over to Dan, I, we haven't seen production yet. Okay. We haven't seen production. But from week two to week three, David Bell's route participation has gone up from 38 to 58%. So just keep an eye. Jacoby Brissett has looked serviceable. Amari Cooper, his route participation, 89, 91, 97%. But I would say, David Bell, if you were a believer, if you have those shares, don't be all that concerned quite yet. So, I mean, don't just give him away. And then I am still, and this is going to kill any leverage I may have, but I'm still believing in Elijah Moore. You know, I actually within I think one hour on the tiers after week three, I moved him down one, and because I'm I'm a psychopath, I'm, I'm psychotic. I sat there and thought about that one player being moved down one tier for the next hour and eventually i was like why why did i do that that's that's an overreaction john get him back up to where he was but his route participation 89 92 95 and in week three he was number five tied tied with number four deontay johnson in air yards with 173 air yards Eventually that is going to come to fruition. I think Garrett Wilson has been phenomenal. And because of that, because of Joe Flacco and the Zach Wilson situation, because of the 50 pass attempts per game, people are going to be a little concerned with Elijah Moore, especially with his targets per route run, a little lower than I would like, but still somebody that if you can get a discount, I I beg of you to at least explore the opportunity. So, I had to throw David Bell in there just a little little teaser, but Elijah Moore would be my big takeaway. Just we're looking at, uh, on the Patreon. I'm putting not just different data points, but also trends over week week over week. And I did anything that over the first three weeks of the season we saw an uptick every week, or we saw something go down every week, whether it's route participation, targets per route run, whatever the case may be. And I share that on the Patreon. And Elijah Moore, that's somebody that is trending up. Just the fantasy production isn't there quite yet. So this is still a great opportunity for him. All right, Dan. Uh, Changing impact because of what we saw in week three. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you value because of what we saw in week three.
0: I'm glad you named a a few names because I I initially just like probably didn't read your notes well because I thought this was just a quarterback episode. And now as I reread, I was like, oh, wait, outside of the quarterbacks. So no, no,
1: no, no. I I worded it very, very (laughs) poorly. I'll take the blame.
0: Yeah, my mind, my mind was just on quarterbacks, but anyway. So I have rapid fire. My initial answer was, was Trevor Lawrence with a top three scoring week, He's cemented by the Jags' coach and staff and his place as a top fourteen overall quarterback and rising. So, and then we 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 covered him already. Outside of the quarterback position, just some quick names. You mentioned Amari Cooper. You know, I'm kind of mad at myself because I was trying to move him a lot, and I didn't have much luck in in like the off season. You know, it was a little salty. Dallas left him, but. You know what, he, he's not going to be in that elite tier of wide receivers, and Dallas didn't want to pay him all that money, but I watched that Cleveland game Thursday night, man, and he just looked awesome, like I know Amari Cooper could look, and it should only get better for Cleveland as time goes by, um, and then Khalil Herbert's solidifying, like, he's a good running back at Chicago, that organization may not do a lot right, but they're, they're, they're doing good with the running back position, Saquon's back to being Saquon, we had a conversation in past weeks about Romeo dubs there over in green Bay, man. I'm I'm continuing to just like him. There's something about him. I I think he's going to continue to grow. And Tyler Conklin, man, he is just, I I picked him up in the redraft. I know we're talking dynasty here, but the volumes there, the team likes him. There's so many weapons on the jets. I'm digging some Tyler Conklin when you can't get those other tight ends.
1: One of my favorite trades that I've made. And it was only because of Mitch's, Little short on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. He said, John, I, I put together this video. I said, don't don't kick it out there yet. Let me pretty it up a little bit. Throw some graphics on there. And it was to move TJ Hawkinson in a two PPR. I moved Hawk for a 23 first and Tyler Conklin. And oh my goodness. <laughs> Bonus. I was giddy. Giddy. Final thoughts. Dan. Start with you for the 175th time. Final thoughts for our listeners. Week three is in the rearview mirror. Week four is quickly approaching.
0: As you mentioned to start the show, buddy, we we are four weeks in. We're entering a month of the season. and I'm as excited about week four as any Thursday night football reminders on Amazon prime. You know, we, we all got to get used to our our different viewing choices Sunday, 9 30 AM. We got the London game. So please prepare accordingly in your lineups there. That game's on the NFL network. And then there's only like three games late Sunday afternoon. I think Mitch put a post out there. He's a little bored by it. So So it's going to be interesting, but uh you know the Sunday tickets; it's free this year for D- Direct TV subscribers. If, if they don't know, and I, I also enjoy watching this like landscape of where we're going to be watching our TVs. There's been a lot of changes this year. You know, two Monday night games. We're we're back in London. We're on Amazon Prime. I know Apple TVs the the front runner for next year. They're sponsoring the Super Bowl's halftime show, so I think that's picking up some some momentum. So stoke for Week Four, but be careful with your lineup, especially with that London game.
1: I love watching the Thursday games and we have a fantastic discord channel, our mm-hmm. game day chat for the patrons, but I love watching the Thursday game because my Amazon the prime channel is not behind everybody <laughs> else. So I can be in the chat like on Sundays. I'm like, I don't even need to watch the games because mm-hmm. I'm no, I know everything that happens 30 seconds before. Yep. And I love to tease Dan and he gets me. He'll be like, JB, old news. And I'm like, oh, Dan, you son of a... (laughs) All right, Mitch, final thoughts for our listeners here.
2: I was just going to say real quick, this sucks, but you got to be patient with these old running backs. We have McCaffrey, Kamara, Henry, Fournette. I mean, Henry looked kind of good this past week, so maybe he's a little bit better. But you can't really move these guys without taking a huge hit. So you kind of planned on coming him with with them into the season. Just keep putting him in there and hopefully they'll hit, you know, have a few weeks, kind of like what Henry had this past week.
1: Can I say, though, with Christian McCaffrey, I know it's disappointing that ceiling. It's it's not there. He's still getting 15 PPR points a game. He's yeah, still running back. Low. You but want to I, double that. I know. But is this the longest he has stayed fully healthy? In, in the, have,
2: yeah.
1: So <laughs> you yeah, better the, fight some more wood. Yeah. So the, yeah. The workload is diminished a little bit and part of that Mm -hmm. might be the offense. Part of that might be Baker Mayfield. That's another conversation. Like I mentioned, and it's certainly disappointing, but if he gets like two more catches per game with even just 15 more receiving yards, now we're talking about him as running back three overall instead of running back 11. But anyway, like I always say, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. We have, you know, we're throwing out bonus content on the YouTube channel. On the Patreon, it's five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, whatever tier you're looking at, and then I, we're constantly putting out additional information. I'm I'm compiling all the data that, that spit out there from like PFF, Pro Football Reference, getting it in one place for our patrons and and anybody that you know wants to check it out. Um, next few days, rest of September's free. So again, free. Come check it out. If you don't like it, bounce. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. Everybody have a great week. Good luck in week four. Peace.